You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. So some of you know, follow me uh, on Facebook. And if you don't follow me on Facebook, follow me on Facebook. <laughs> that uh, last night, Adir and I had the opportunity to watch uh, the recent movie, Boyhood, which is uh, earning a lot of accolades and getting a lot of uh, Oscar season buzz. Um, if you aren't familiar with the film, um, it's, uh, it's an incredible achievement. And I'll, I'll hold off my movie critic side about you know, the achievement itself and, uh, and whether I thought it was worth it to do that experiment or not. But over the course of 12 years, Richard Linklater uh, made this movie using the same cast over the course of that period of time, watching essentially um, a, a little boy and a little girl grow up on screen. Um, and the movie is about the experience and the process of growing up. It's really an, an extraordinary film um, and very thought-provoking as well. One of the ideas, the themes of the movie that, as it stuck out to me, was the propensity that some adults have to impose on children what they want children to be and what they want children to be doing, rather than honoring who the children are and respecting and learning about the inner life of those children. Now that's not to say that adults, parents, teachers, rabbis don't have a, a, a right from time to time to, uh, to, to make sure that there are boundaries and that there are learning and that there's lessons. All of that is true. But I wonder if you feel this way, you felt this way as a kid or maybe you felt this way as a parent, that uh, from time to time, grown-ups are much more concerned with uh, um, uh, getting one to behave, getting children to behave a certain way, than they are with really understanding who that child is, what their hopes are, what their yearnings are, what their struggles are, and then eliciting that out of them to help them become the best possible version of themselves. There's a lot that I could say about that theme or about that idea, but I want to just point out that that phenomenon is not only true of parents and authority figures and children. That's true of so many areas of our lives where instead of really trying to understand people from the place that they're coming from, in the totality of who they are as individuals and as human beings, we focus on why they're not doing the thing that we want them to be doing at that particular moment. Why they're not acting in the way that we deeply want them to act in that particular moment. Why they aren't bending to the will that we want to impose on the world. Why they are different than us. Most of us, I imagine, if we're honest with with ourselves, have a somewhat narrow definition of what normal means. And usually it has to do with how we see ourselves in the world, to get not too psychoanalytical about it, maybe how we saw our parents in the world. And for that reason, 
Many of us relate to others in a way that doesn't honor them for who they are, but rather tries to impose on them who we want them to be. That idea gets brought up in this week's Torah portion in a powerful way. So Moses is uh, threatening Pharaoh with uh, the eighth plague, which are locusts. And all of the Egyptians say to Pharaoh, you better listen to this Moses guy, he means business. We don't want these locusts to come, so let the people go. So Pharaoh says to Moses, okay, I'll let the people go. Who's going to go with you? And here's what Moses says. Moses replied, we will all go, young and old. We will go with our sons and daughters, our flocks and herds, for we must observe the Lord's festival. But Pharaoh said back to them, the Lord be with you the same as I mean to let your children go with you. Clearly you are bent on mischief. No, the men can go and worship the Lord, but not the children. Now there are two levels at which to understand that passage. The first is in itself a powerful statement, I think, of what inclusion means in the Jewish community, which means that in order to make a true and meaningful, honest Jewish community, everybody needs to have a place, everybody needs to have a role, everybody needs to have a say, everybody needs to be brought along and included. That's what inclusion means after all. So not only the adult men, but the women as well, and the children, and everything in their lives. But there's a second level at which we can understand that passage. That Pharaoh's position is that, of course, they're going to take the whole people with them, but everybody, even the children, even the women, need to be in the box, in the category of the adult men. Pharaoh's position is that Everybody, all the diversity in your community, flatten it so that everybody is made to fit into a particular narrow box. And the Torah portion says that that is not the definition of what a Jewish community is. A Jewish community includes everybody, but more than that, a Jewish community includes everybody in their own uniqueness, in their own specialness, in their own particularity. We aren't communities that try to force square pegs into round holes. We're communities that build a pegboard sufficient to fit both square pegs and round holes and round pegs and square holes and triangular pegs and on and on and on. It's one of the reasons that we're playing with and experimenting with these casual come-as-you-are Shabbats because this place, we deeply want to become a place where everybody feels they can truly come as they are, where they can truly be the totality of themselves, where they can truly, if they're two years old, run around the sanctuary, if they're two years old at heart, they can run around the sanctuary, uh, where they are uh, of different abilities, that they have a space for them uh, for, for, so that we can all share in this holy and sacred place. And if we do that, then we can fulfill the passage that we sing so often and so beautifully from our Tanakh. Hine matov umanayim shevet achim gam How beautiful, how pleasant, how holy it is for brothers and sisters, everybody in their own uniqueness, their own particularity, to be allowed to...
flourish and thrive as who they are, and sit and dwell together as one.